freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody. Welcome to episode 232 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. We have a great show today. The title is Facebook Bias, and we have Ryan Hartwig. Ryan is a Facebook insider with Project Veritas. Ryan graduated from Arizona State University in 2015 with a bachelor's degree in Spanish linguistics. More recently, Ryan took a job as a content moderator for Facebook. After watching the extreme bias and censorship he witnessed on a daily basis, he made the decision to wear a hidden camera to expose what was happening within the social media giant. Holy cow. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me, Cheryl. It's a pleasure. My goodness. So, you you know, you one day you're a college student, you're just studying, you know, another language. The next day, that had to be a huge decision to put a hidden camera on your person to go about your work day. Like that, that's the stuff of, you know, movies. Talk to us about that, like that decision-making process and that first day. Yeah. So uh, I started at, at Cognizant in March of 2018. So I was there for just under two years. Um, so yeah, I didn't actually put a camera on until about a year after I'd started there. I just noticed, noticed so many examples of bias and, and corruption. So yeah, around the, um, you know, the first time I put it on, it was a little bit awkward getting used to it, the camera and, and I can't go into too many specifics about the, the type of camera I used, but, um, yeah, it was very, very pain, uh, nerve wracking. You, you start to feel very paranoid. You, you think that everyone knows that you're wearing a camera, but it's really not very obvious. So probably like the first time anybody out there that, that are concealed carry holders uh, or even open carry, you know, uh, holders, the first time you wear the, the gun outside of your house, you do just kind of feel like it's a big thing, you know, and a gun is mm -hmm. larger probably than the camera you were using. Um, yeah. Ryan, did, um, can I ask him? So yeah. Ryan, did anybody else know at the company that what you were doing? So Dan, no, nobody else knew the company. Um, it was something that, um, was very, you know, I had to keep under wraps. I was working with some individuals from Project Veritas, so they, I would, you know, report to them and stay in communication with them, and they, they supplied the camera. But yeah, nobody else knew at work. Yeah, that'd be a very scary situation. You would, and so you must have maybe reached out to Project Veritas, or did they, you know, did they somehow already know you and, and ask you to do this? Yeah, so uh, 
in May of 2019, after about a, being there for about a year, I documented about 19, 19 examples of bias that I'd witnessed. And so I wrote a letter to some local uh, politicians, a couple of congressmen, senators, and I didn't hear back. And so that's when I reached out to Project Veritas. Um, I think I emailed them. Um, yeah, so I, that's how I, I reached out to them. So I didn't have any prior relationship with Project Veritas prior to this. So if you don't mind if I ask early in the game here, so like, could you give me some examples of what was kind of frustrating you and made you do the videos? Yeah. Um, so um, one example that I saw in, in the summer of uh, 2018 was there was a viral video on social media showing a Trump supporter getting attacked. So a young kid in a restaurant was wearing a Trump hat and he got attacked by an adult. His, his hat got knocked off. And so Facebook saw this video and knew that it was viral and they told us to delete the, all, all instances of the video. And the reason they said to delete it was because the adult was cursing at the minor in the video. So there was a, maybe a minor, minor, very minor policy violation, but that cursing wasn't, it's not like I'm sharing a video, you know, cursing at you directly, you Cheryl or Dan. Um, so, so they made that decision. They made an accept, um, a decision to, to delete that. And then a quick counterexample is a far-right senator in Australia named Fraser Anning was um, giving a, a speech and a kid, once again a minor, walked up and uh, cracked an egg on the back of his head. And so the senator turned around and slapped the kid in, in the head a couple of times. And, and that, that actually violates our, our child abuse policy. So if you're oh. slapping a kid repeatedly, that violates child abuse. So it should have been deleted. And Facebook knew that it violated their policy, but they said, we're making a newsworthy exception and we're going to allow this child abuse on the platform because, you know, it showed a right-wing senator initially being humiliated. So mm -hmm. that's what they would love to do is they would, they would love to make newsworthy exceptions and allow certain things. Newsworthy means anything they want to say then, right? Anything. Yeah. It's I mean, a it very, yeah. Yeah. It's a very broad, uh, category yeah so i want to if i want well and if, <laughs> if it shows yeah. uh conservative people right-leaning people in bad behavior then yeah let's be sure that stays up but if it shows left-leaning people yeah. doing bad behavior well maybe let's pull that down right yeah and, and another great example is uh the words we call each other online so if you call so if i call you something directly if i say dan you're a you're, you're a, uh, a snowflake, or if I say, Dan, you're a Trump humper, if I'm attacking you, um, and you directly report that, um, one, of the goes to, one of those gets taken down, one stays up. I'll let you decide. So if I call you a snowflake and you report it, it gets taken down. But if I call you a Trump humper, mm -hmm. that stays up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how, I mean, how frustrating that job must have been for you. Yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty frustrating, um, and it reached that, that point, that boiling point where I just, it's kind of like death by a million paper cuts where you just see so many examples of it. And that's what really pushed me over the edge and, and uh, you know, had me re reach out to Project Veritas. Yeah, very do frustrating. This, do you think this is all over, over, saw, overseen by Mark Zuckerberg? Um, and that's, so that's really fascinating. And that's something I want to touch on, wanted to touch on because in March of, in April of 2018, so a month after I started there, uh, I, we had the testimony from Mark Zuckerberg in Congress where he testified that Facebook does not censor political speech. Um, and I witnessed the contrary over the period, a period of two years. 
So I don't know if he's directly involved. I know, I mean, it's possible he, it, it's possible he doesn't know, but he, it's his responsibility as CEO to know what's going on. So mm. yeah, as far as blocking speech that you would think. And so um, as these things were all coinciding, because mm-hmm. he did, Mark Zuckerberg did tes- testify in front of Congress in April of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, were you already doing work with Project Veritas by that time? Or did you see Mark Zuckerberg speak and you thought, um, no, this is you know, not what's happening in real life. And now I want to do something about it. So at that point, I was not uh, working with Project Veritas. And I just started. So I hadn't seen as many examples of bias. Um, but a year after that is when I documented enough examples where I felt like I should reach out to someone or, you know, blow the whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, but in, even in my training, in the first month of training in March of 2018, one of my trainers was very, very openly political and she bragged about and talked about how Obama was her Patronus charm, was her, her hero, basically. Um, so, and it's one of my coworkers had like President Obama as his profile picture. And so people were very openly, you know, liberal in their views. Yeah, but you weren't allowed to be openly conservative in right. yours. Apparently, um, you you mentioned off air that you actually got in a little bit of trouble with HR one time um, for for attending a, a particular rally or for what happened because you attended. Talk, yeah. Walk- so. Yeah, and that's a really that's something we really wanted to touch on. Uh, so thank you for asking that. Um, yeah, so I got in trouble, and this is in the video that was released uh, about three weeks ago from Project Veritas, and and we documented this. So we had I was wearing a hidden camera while I talked to HR while I got in trouble from HR. So in 2015, to give you context, this was four months after Charlie Hebdo, the Charlie Hebdo terrorist attacks in Paris, and so uh, and this was a month after some individuals from Phoenix traveled to Texas to try to uh, assassinate uh, Pamela Jeller, other artists who were drawing pictures of Mohammed. Um, so there was a freedom of speech rally organized uh, in, in uh, May of 2015, which I attended. And it was a peaceful you know, protest and I was open to caring at that event. And it was very peaceful until the counter protesters showed up and there were cops there. and. And so I, you know, at work, we, we have a wide ranging conversation. We talk about lots of crazy things. We see nudity on a daily basis, uh, beheadings, just you name it, we see it. So as you can imagine, you feel you develop a pretty strong bond with your coworkers where you can talk about pretty much anything very openly. And so I believe we were talking about religion and this was in early January of this year. And I shared a link to this uh, protest. Well, I actually, so I ended up on the cover of LA Times. I, I ended up on the cover of LA Times holding a sign with cartoons from Charlie Hebdo. So I was holding cartoons drawn by the people who were murdered by terrorists four months prior. Mm-hmm. And that's all I was doing in the, in the image. And you didn't even see my, my gun actually in the, in the photo from LA Times. So I shared the link. That's all I shared the link to the LA Times article. And three weeks later, he raised, the, the, my coworker raised it to HR and um, yeah, I got in trouble for, for sharing that link. So much for the camaraderie and we're close because we work together angle, huh? What, was, what do you think his uh, motivation was with that? 
Yeah. I, so my coworker who reported me, he actually, coincidentally enough, he attended that same protest in 2015, five years prior, but he was a counter protester. So it seems like he had a personal ax to grind with me, but he raised yeah. it up all the way to HR compliance. Mm -hmm. So when I met with local HR three weeks later, they said what you shared was advocating for violence and discriminatory in nature. So um, I, I pushed back on that and they finally backpedaled. So you'll see two interviews in the video with HR. And in the second one, they backpedal and they say, well, you still violated our policy because you shared a personal link using uh, Facebook's chat system. And so, yeah, that it, it just clearly shows like, once again, the bias against conservatives, if you have a, you know, at Facebook. Mm -hmm. so, so Ryan, as a body, um, what do they call it? Moderator for Facebook. Yeah. Did they have a list for you, a written list of things to watch for, or do you guys, were you allowed to just make decisions on your own? Oh, that's no good. This is no good. Um, the, the decisions, uh, they had a very, very, uh, extensive and well, well-written policy. Um, so is, I would compare it to, it was very, very wordy. It was like legalese. I would compare it to even the Arizona revised statutes. Wow. Uh, you almost have to be a paralegal to interpret um, some of the wording. And so something I want to touch on briefly is, uh, for example, the firearms policy. I'm sure you've had the, the problem of getting you know, deleted on Facebook for trying to uh, sell some ammunition, things like that. And even me, after studying it for two years, this written policy, um, I had difficulty interpreting it, knowing if something would apply. So for the average person to know, you know, this could be for anything, not the only firearms, but for hate speech to know if it's going to get taken down or not, it's very, it's a very difficult decision. Cause even I had an issue knowing interpreting the policy. Hmm. So when you shared that link with your friend that ended up getting you in trouble with HR, well, not your friend, obviously he wasn't yeah. your friend, uh, your coworker, were you, at that time, were you thinking, oh, he's going to be like, oh, that's an interesting thing you did? Or like, what were you thinking was going to happen when you shared that with him? Yeah, I mean, some, I shared it with a couple of people at work and um, some of them were fine with it. I shared it with a friend of mine, a coworker who's actually Muslim and he was fine with it and I talked to him about it. So the individual who was not Muslim was, became offended by it. But initially, right after I shared the article, he did. I did notice that he chose to sat in a different area than me. Um, so we never really, we didn't talk about it. He didn't talk to me about it directly, but, um, but yeah, you're, you're talking to someone who um, I, you know, I've taken Arabic one-on-one in college. Like I've been to the mosque in Tempe. I have a lot of friends who, who are from the middle East. And so I, you know, I know a few words in Arabic. So you're talking to the, the most least racist person imaginable, someone who's like, who understands, hey, there's a difference between like Islam and, and radical Islamic extremism. So um, yeah, it's, I don't know how, what, what his perception was based on the LA Times article and how it portrayed me. But uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the least racist person you'll, you'll ever meet. And so with your pr previous interactions with him, you, you didn't have any way of knowing this was going to, to over, use an overused word, trigger him. And even if it did trigger him, you would think that your coworker would just say, hey, Ryan, you know, I don't know, this isn't kind of my thing, but um, it's neat that you're yeah. in LA Times, but you know, this isn't my thing. So in the future, you know, I mean, that, that is a way that, that human beings at least used to 
you know, interact with one another. So it's yeah, there was no. You might have thought that would be how it played out. Yeah, the, the audio is a, the video is a little bit choppy right now, but yeah, the uh, yeah, there was no indication from him, no conversation afterwards. Um, I had you know a lot of open conversations with other coworkers who had differing opinions. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a surprise to me. It was a shock when three weeks later I got called into HR, and they asked me about it. Um, so yeah, it was it was quite the experience um, because I got a written warning. They never retracted the written warning. They changed the wording on it, but I was punished at work because I literally shared a link of me exercising my First Amendment, and that's something that I really I highlighted I highlighted to them. And what's um, crazy, Cheryl, is I actually emailed like a bunch of people in the legal department. I went to the address book and just found anybody who in the legal department or even PR. I emailed someone in public relations like in corporate. And it's funny because, and it's ironic because if they would have hopped on that and maybe reversed it, then this wouldn't have been a, as big of a story. But here we are uh, three months later, uh, mm-hmm. half a year later, and, and Cognizant's image is suffering because they didn't uh, take a hint. Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan, the way I look at it is the way that Facebook is, they probably rewarded him in some way. They probably reward snitches. Mm. Well, that's kind of a thing now with COVID, right? As we sit in the studio on Monday, July 20th of 2020, and it is still full, full blown COVID season. And there are, um, Mm -hmm. there's mayors, there's governors who are encouraging people, you know, snitches get rewards. And that's about Mm -hmm. people, you know, wearing masks or not wearing masks. So I'm sure that people sharing opinions, gasp, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, yeah. unpopular opinions. I, I don't know that that would be too far-fetched to think. I want to talk about the, the phrase hate speech. Uh-huh. Do you think that that is a subjective term? And do you okay. think that our founding fathers, when they, they sat down and they, they wrote up this document, this you know mm-hmm. super thick document we call our Constitution and our Bill of Rights that takes all of a whole hour to, to read, do you think when yeah. they wrote the First Amendment, right, the freedom mm-hmm. of speech, do you think they'd ever heard of hate speech and, and they had already considered that when they said out on paper that all speech is protected? What, what do you think about all that? Right. That's a really good question. Um, and um, I mean, yeah, hate speech is um, – let me, let me just check something real quick here because uh, my connection is a little bit different. Okay, I think that might help my connection. Um, so yeah, hate speech, I mean, this is something that's so broad. I mean, when, when Zuckerberg testified and he said that they don't, they don't censor political speech, well, they have a very ample hate speech policy that embarks, that includes political speech. So I have some great examples here. So if I, if I tell you, uh, keep Canadians out of the United States, technically that violates their hate speech policy under exclusion. Because you're, you know, excluding Canadians from from a process. So, hate speech protects you know people based on their, uh, according to their policy, protects people based on their their race, gender, uh, nationality, ethnicity. Um, but once again, they make exclusions all the time. So, um, yeah, hate speech is it's such a loaded word. I really don't think the the founders intended to protect um, th- to have that kind of wording or definition of hate speech. So. I want to give a great example of what Facebook did. And once again, they gave another exception. So and this deals with Alabama's abortion law. So 
a couple years ago, there was a, a bunch of celebrities were pushing against Alabama's uh, more strict abortion law. And so Alyssa Milano, for example, she would post and say, men shouldn't be allowed to make laws about women's bodies. All right. So um, that phrase in and of itself violates Facebook's hate speech policy, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it excludes men from something. Yeah, it excludes men from, from participating in, in, political, in, in the political debate, in the political forum. So Facebook made an exception. And they said, hey, we're going to allow this statement because it's, once again, going back to it, Dan, trending and newsworthy. Um, so it's one of those things where it's, just, it's completely arbitrary. They made an exception to it. Um, yeah, hate speech is it's so broad. It covers so many different things. Um, it's, yeah, it's quite, pretty quite, incre- quite incredible how much uh, Facebook controls. So if I said, uh, are we going to have steak for dinner? Look at the steak that we're having for dinner tonight. That could be hate speech because the people in India that don't eat cows, right? <laughs> I, I mean, know. it could Who be, knows? right? It could. Um, but let me ask yeah. you this, Ryan. So let's say the Alyssa Milano thing, right? Does that go to committee? Like, how does that, okay, here, here's her post pops up. Does it come to a specific person's desk first? And you say, I don't know that this should stay up. And then you forward it up to somebody. Like, how does that whole process work? Yeah. So, so we do get audited, but like basically what you do, you get one piece of content, I guess you could call it or, or a job on your screen. So I click next or whatever. And I say, I get a job on my screen that says, Hey, Tommy's calling uh, Susie a liar or, you know, says Susie, you're a liar. And, and so this was reported by Tommy. So I choose to either delete that completely um, or ignore it allowed on the platform. Yeah, but as far as a recourse, so I do get audited. So let's say I do 200 jobs a day, 1,000 jobs a week. I'll get audited on about 50 of those a week. And then I can uh, you know, explain my rationale if, if the QA person agreed with me or disagreed with me. But as far as the decision-making and the recourse, um, so I'm, I'm, I always have the policy open. They call it the implementation standards. So I look under the, the section that it, applies to. So if it's the hate speech policy, I open up the hate speech policy um, and I read if to see if that applies to that particular situation. But if there are um, edge cases or if it's kind of a gray area, we do reach out to Facebook for guidance or if something's very, very trending. So for example, this past fall, we had hashtag Boogaloo that was trending. We also had civil war was trending during the impeachment proceedings because a lot of people were saying, Hey, if you impeach Trump, there's going to be a civil war. So we raise up trends. And if, and if something is very viral, we, Facebook gives us guidance. They say, yes, delete this or allow that. So, for example, with the Ukraine whistleblower, uh, I think his first name is Eric. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I don't know if this is going to be on YouTube, but uh, we – It will be. <laughs> we got guidance. <laughs> yeah, so the re- Ukraine whistleblower, we got guidance to – take down any mention of his name mm. and i was involved in that process where initially we we made a decision at the local level to delete it and then we got confirmation from facebook so mm. yeah we would we would always get direction from facebook about how to handle certain cases and it's yeah. not like every post that goes up gets in front of uh, somebody's eyes like yours it's if somebody has complained about it yeah so the way that and that's really interesting because um 
yeah, mainly things get in our queue and I review it if it's been reported. But um, what's fascinating is Facebook has the ability to inject certain hashtags into our queue. So uh, for example, something they did do is when Greta Thunberg was trending, uh, people were calling her retarded. And uh, she's a minor, but she's a public figure. So she has some protections, but not as many protections as a, a private individual. It's, you know, if, if your 12-year-old niece or nephew was on Facebook, she would have more protections than Greta Thunberg. Um, so this was trending. So Facebook, they proactively injected those violating hashtags or the violating hashtag, hashtag retarded into our queue. So we got a lot more of those types of jobs. So it's not only when someone reports something, it's when whenever Facebook wants something prioritized, they can have us review keywords or trending hashtags. So they could have it like open carry. They could have it like second amendment, two way, like any of those things could be flagged at any moment, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the ability they have with their AI uh, bots that go through and um, scour the Facebook for certain words. Yeah. I, I noticed that on, on Marketplace here in Arizona, it's legal to buy any kind of slot machine that's out there. But slot mm -hmm. machine is a word that they pull for in Marketplace. And uh, people are using different names for slot machines to try to bypass it so they can sell their items that are perfectly legal to sell. So I'm sure yeah. that's happening with, it's a key word thing. So. Do you know of any time that, that anything that, you know, specifically second amendment related firearm related uh, has been kind of flagged in that way? Um, I, I do know that we, they created a new section of the policy within uh, regulated goods. So within that policy is firearms. And after I believe the New Zealand shooting or, I don't remember which shooting, but after sh a shooting, they created a new section of the policy dealing with uh, 3D printing. Um, and this is when the 3D printing was trying to get gaining some steam. And so they prohibited any sharing of uh, 3D printing designs on Facebook, um, which is not, I mean, and that's the thing. A lot of these rules they, they create are not, not a violation of the law. For you know, going back to hate speech, None of that's a violation of the law. And firearms, I believe in Arizona, you can sell up a firearm person to person, but Facebook's policy goes beyond that and they have their own arbitrary policy. Um, so yeah, 3D printing is prevented. And generally, if, if, you can, if you're brick and mortar, you can share things or you can sell, sell firearms. But, um, but yeah, it seems like if there's a large event they they would capitalize on that in order to create a new policy that would further limit types of transactions. Absolutely. That is so interesting. So one of the other things that you found to be almost impossible to discuss, and you kind of already touched on it a little bit, is mm -hmm. anything having to do with immigration, whether it's, you know, legal immigration, whether it's illegal immigration. Um, mm -hmm. And so talk to us about, um, that struggle and why do you think it's such a difficult topic? Yeah, and I think that's one of the best examples of, of political speech that was censored uh, because immigration is one of the biggest topics and it has been for the last you know, two, four years or, or you know, any longer than that. So I, I would often see posts from Facebook saying, hey, Trump just gave a speech 
uh, about immigration, and they would they would say be on the lookout for hate speech related to his statements. So they wouldn't necessarily tell us to delete those people, but we would be uh, you know looking out for hate speech statements, and they'd use. Trump's speech as a reference point. Hey, this is the kind of stuff for, to look for. Anything talking about immigrants, um, and, and the, the other thing to know is the policy continuously changes. Like every two weeks, they can tweak the policy. Um, so with with immigration, with uh, immigration, they've made it a little more nuanced. So if you're referencing a specific event, like if you say, you know, an illegal immigrant killed Kate Steinle, sometimes that is allowed now. Um, but, but for over the course of two years, there were many, many statements where they would call out Trump, even his state of the union speech, they referenced his state of the union speech. And they said, there may be some racist or something violating in his state of the union speech. Um, so essentially they're, they're playing along with the media that characterizes anything related to Trump as racist and hate speech. Wow. What do you think the, the, reverberating effects of this might be um because if we don't know what we're not seeing um you know that that hides something from us that might help factor into our worldview our decision making um but it's not like they're they're purposely putting other stuff in front of us it's just the only thing left is what they haven't pulled off but what how do you see this playing out a generation from now, two generations from now? Yeah, I mean, long-term, the effects are are very immense. So if you look at Facebook and Google, I mean, Facebook alone has 3 billion active users. So this is, you know, basically controlling the, the flow of information, controlling the discourse. Um, just two quick examples. I mean, Antifa is still not classified as like a criminal organization or a hate org. Um, under Facebook's policy, I mean, we we would take down posts from you know cartels, obviously MS13. Um, other people were classified as hate speech figures, like Tommy Robinson and Gavin McInnes. So they target people on on one spe- side of the spectrum, um, but but other people allow, are allowed to operate. So Antifa is is not a hate org. Um, the other thing I was going to mention was uh, they allowed. They, they change the wording. So they allow more attacks on co- cops. So before, if you have like an image of a cop, right. And the comment below, let's say there's a cop arresting someone, you can see the cop's face and the comment below says that cop is a pig. They changed the policy to allow that attack on that private individual. Who's the cop. So the only way that would get taken down is if the cop, the cop in the image actually reported, you know, found that post and reported it himself. Um, so and each that, incident yeah. of the post, right? Like, cause it could have been shared <laughs> yeah. and put up a bunch by a, a thousand different people. And he'd have to complain about all thousand probably. Yeah. He'd have to report it a thousand times to get it taken down each time. So those are just indicators of, of the way that they're controlling the narrative. They're controlling the discourse and favoring the left. Um, so yeah, long-term there's a lot of problems. I mean, we're, uh, Matt Gates, as a result of the investigation that Project Veritas and I did, it launched an antitrust probe um, with big tech. So there might be some ways legislatively to deal with this blatant abuse that we're witnessing. And it's funny because a lot of people on Twitter and YouTube that saw my video, they said, hey, we knew this was happening. We just didn't know 
we didn't it didn't have the evidence well now we have the evidence so where do we go from here that is huge and you know as a conservative person the idea of more government oversight and and government involvement goes completely against just the fiber of my being but mm -hmm. it, but i can see how there it does seem like something maybe should be some guidelines or something mm -hmm. should be done now you know it's still a free market you know so far and so mm -hmm. you know if i'm facebook i could say all right you don't like our rules go use whatever at parlor or i don't know what else is out there go yeah. use something else um just like us as business owners well if you don't like something about our our business go to our competitor mm -hmm. um what what do you say about that like why isn't that just a the way that that we should handle this yeah and that's um that's fascinating to think about because you look at the history of the internet so the uh the communications decency act section 230 whereby facebook is protected that legislation was created 20 years ago this was when the internet was a baby and and part of the purpose of that policy that law was to preserve a vibrant and free marketplace on the internet because they didn't want internet forums to get sued out of existence for being held liable for, for this, every, every single comment on that website. Um, so here we're in a different landscape or in a completely different landscape 20 years from now. And, you know, there is some competition on the internet, but it, when it comes to social media, let's be honest, I think Facebook is looking more like a monopoly every single day. Um, so no, that's, who else could you know, start that? Who else could even, I mean, you'd have to have billions of dollars to do it. Well, yeah. and not even that, but like you're saying, they are they are benefiting Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, I assume. They're benefiting from the, the tax breaks and legal protections and whatever mm -hmm. else to be a forum, right? Just a, just yeah. a bulletin board, right? Yeah. A digital bulletin board. But as soon as they go in there and they're like, well, I don't like that thing on the bulletin board. Mm -hmm. Now they're not acting in accordance with what has given them the protections. Is that, is that a fair way to state that? Yeah, that's very accurate. It's, it's kind of like having a library. If I go into a library and I find something I don't like or it's offensive, do I, can I sue the library? No, like the books might be offensive, but, but that, you know, it's kind of like banning certain books in the library or, or controlling the access to certain books. Um, so yeah, they're, yeah, Facebook's an intermediary and they're also in the wording of the law, they're a good Samaritan. So the law provided for them to act as a good Samaritan to block certain things that were very offensive um, in their forum. But yeah, obviously they're not acting as a good Samaritan now. And, and to Dan's point, yeah, it's really impossible to compete with them. I feel like Google and YouTube and Facebook, they, they coordinate and they, they um, collude to protect themselves and keep themselves as the biggest fish in the ocean. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Well, so Project Veritas, you said there's already videos up about the work you did with your, your hidden mm -hmm. camera. Are there more videos to come or is it kind of like what you have done is already out there for the world to see yeah um so as far as i know there won't be any uh, yeah the video is out and it has a lot of what i documented i don't know that there will be any more videos i know that i did uh record a lot of content 
and material that was not in in the video release. So I've talked about some of that. Um, I'm not able to share additional screenshots unless I get approval from Project Veritas. Um, yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot that I I documented. I was there. I filmed with a hidden camera for many months, and so I know there's some other videos coming out with Project Veritas related to election fraud. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite an experience uh, to be able to film undercover uh, for a couple months and. Uh, yeah, there's a, a definitely a lot there. So keep, yeah. So Ryan, with this Project Veritas, is, is there a goal for them to, to try to get some changes made or they just put it out in public and that's it? Or are they going to, are we going to have, are they going to fight Facebook with this? Um, yeah, one of their key, um, you know, goals is to affect change. So shortly before the video got released, I was in communication with Congressman Matt Gates's office in Florida. And I shared a lot of the material with them that was not in the video release, not in the public domain. So they have access to that. Now, I think them moving and launching an antitrust probe is one of the effects and impacts that Project Veritas wanted. Um, I think the American public wants that. They want more transparency, transparency from Facebook. Um, you know, did Mark Zuckerberg... The question is, did Mark Zuckerberg lie in, in 2018 when he said they, they don't censor political speech? I, you know, how is Facebook, Facebook can be held accountable? Because we've seen they've been getting fined in the EU, for example, in Europe for $5 billion, which to them is chump change. Right. So yeah, how do we affect that change? How do we hold them accountable? Well, the other thing, you did make a change, <clears throat> excuse me, with Facebook. Now everybody that goes into uh, for a meeting has to be strip searched. So <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> No, I, I hope they do something. I, I don't like government control either, but when you take a public forum and you make it public and you don't allow all the content to be on there, then it's no longer a public forum. It's a company and uh, mm -hmm. all companies are regulated. We're whether we like it or not, you know? Yeah. So uh, I'm really glad you did this. Thank you very much for doing that. Yeah. So you weren't um, fired because of this, right? But you, now mm -hmm. clearly can't go back to that job again and it, it could impact your um future uh job interviews as people see these kinds of interviews that you've done and that sort of thing mm -hmm. so um you know you still got to feed the family so you've yeah. uh, put up a, a gofundme account uh so people who value the um the measures you took you know you really kind of stuck your neck stuck your neck out stuck your neck out <laughs> easy for me to yeah. say um and so if people want to you know support that and 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 you know reward that kind of um work then you have a gofundme talk to us about that yeah so i did set up a gofundme uh, about three and a half weeks ago so yeah if there's any way you can help out i'm currently unemployed and uh, just trying to, I've done in the last three weeks, to give you an idea, um, I've done over 20 interviews. So, so I've interviewed with Mark Dice, with uh, Infowars, pretty much anybody who reaches out to me, I'll, I'll interview with them. So just trying to spread the word. I mean, get the message out because this is not being covered by the mainstream media. I mean, compared to if you, a counter example would be, you know, Cambridge Analytica. So that was kind of a big scandal associated with Facebook, but but yeah, it's important for me to, to interview and um, get the word out. So anything you can do to help me out on the GoFundMe, it's just GoFundMe.com slash Facebook Insider. 
And I'm also on Twitter as well if you want to reach out to me uh, at Real Ryan Hartwig. But um, yeah, any help would be greatly appreciated. But also, if you work in big tech, if you're an insider with one of the big tech companies, reach out to Project Veritas. Uh, their email is veritastips at protonmail.com. And they'd love to hear from you if you have anything on the inside at, at big tech. So you're not getting any media coverage for this other than, I mean, not the big, big guys. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, you know, Breitbart obviously did an article. There's been quite a few smaller publications, but yeah, nothing about CNN. Um, I actually posted it about CNN yesterday because Don Lemon and this is really fascinating. So Don Lemon was given an exception because he said on air, white males are terror threats. And Facebook specifically told us, gave us guidance to allow that despite it violating their hate speech policy because they're implying that violated the hate speech policy for, you know, implying that white males are terrorists. Um, so it's just an example. Yeah. So CNN has not given me any coverage, no mention at all. Um, radio silence. Yeah. I'm surprised that Fox or one wouldn't put you on. OAN. Yeah, I am working with um, One American News. We might have another kind of side story. They should be pretty big coming out. Um, And I did talk to One American News. And then, yeah, so there's some bigger ones that that, um, I'm working with. And uh, Newsmax as well. There should be a story coming out with Newsmax. Yeah, if you can't get that, you can always put it on Facebook. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is going to be shared on Facebook, so we'll see what happens there. Um, so this is, this is really, uh, good information. Um, you know, it, it, it's hard to be the one that, that steps out from the pack. So I, I always admire people who have taken that on themselves. Um, how do people see the video? Uh, mm-hmm. how do people continue to follow you? Yeah. So you can watch the video, um, on, uh, you, if you just search project Veritas, Veritas on YouTube, you can find the video. And uh, also, if you go to my blog, ryanhartwig.org, it has links to the video um, and also links to all my recent media appearances. Um, So, yeah, and I'm on Twitter and Gab and Parler. I think the hashtag, yeah, it's uh, at RealRyanHartwig on all of those. So, yeah, feel free to follow me. I'm on Facebook as well. If you search search Ryan Hartwig, you should be able to find me. And I'm a local here. I I grew up in uh, Mesa. And I've actually been to your, your gun store in uh, Avondale awesome. and purchased a firearm from you guys a couple of years awesome. ago. So. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, this is a, you know, our show goes out because it's on the internet. It's actually worldwide. So, mm. um, you know, it's, uh, it's, we've got a, an audience all over the place. You could be encouraging people even in other countries right now to yeah. not just kind of go along to get along, but when you see something wrong, try to take some measures to, to correct it or at least shine a light on it. So. Yeah, and remember that five million is a pocket change to Facebook. <laughs> Put a B in front yeah. of it, you know, five billion. Now maybe they'll look at that, right? You know, their fines, yeah. is that what you're talking yeah. about? Right. So, all right, yeah. thank you so much. Ryan Hartwig, we really appreciate you. We'll check back in and see uh, what's the latest and greatest in a little while from now, okay? All right, thank you for having me Thanks. on. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Awesome. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. That was... Uh, Interesting. He uh, took a lot of risk with that. Can you imagine going to a, your office meeting with a camera? No. No. But could you, <laughs> but let's look at this. Could you imagine? It'd be a nervous wreck, I think. Could you imagine working at a company that everything that you stand for is being tossed 
Yeah. You know that. I mean, I think there is a line when you, anybody can get pushed across that line, but you know, the other thing I'm thinking about is, you know, we walk around with listening devices right, all the time. So, you know, we can, we can say something casually in conversation about, you know, I, I was thinking about taking a vacation to Aruba, right? I guarantee you the next time I go on my whatever, my Facebook or whatever, there's going to be ads popping up for like travel to Aruba. Let's try it. So I don't like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> no. Did oh I say that? Gosh. Did I say that? I, I think you said I, that. It was just a test thing. It was a test But thing. so anyway, we do, we walk around. There are cameras on ring doorbells. There are cameras on businesses that are catching us just strolling down the street. Some of them have audio. Some of them don't. So, you know, privacy is a completely different thing in the year 2020. It started with those dang elevators. Then it, I'm telling you. Uh, hey, let's put a camera in an elevator. Oh, we've got them in elevators now. Hey, let's put a camera in the hallway. Oh, let's put a camera on your phone. Let's put a camera and a voice recording on your phone. Well, I was sure that they had cameras and elevators way before anybody ever told me they did. Before they had elevators. <laughs> and so Danny was like, you're paranoid, you know, don't worry about it, you're paranoid. And what they, could we possibly be thinking about if you said that in the elevator show? Because he's trying to make out with me in an elevator. That's what it's about. Okay, I they said They didn't it. have elevators back then. <laughs> it was crank kind. The crank kind of, yeah, with the elevator operator yeah. and the, the steel door clank. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, don't be trying to flirt with me but, in the elevator. There's, seriously. There's cameras. And he's like, no, there's not. And then pretty soon after that, we saw in the news that some, some I don't know, was a Seriously, you have to think crime about crime or you know, something that was captured. Somebody that asked Facebook, I don't care what they do about guns. I don't like guns. I don't care what they do. And then next it's slot machines. And then next it might be because of you, you like ice cream or, you know, you never know what they could start, you know, uh, banning. Yeah. They've really so. stood um, President Trump up as kind of the, you know, whatever he says, it's totally okay to just just right. vomit awful, you know, hate on the thing that he is supporting right. or him himself. And once you get in that mindset, it's real easy to shift you from, okay, well now it's, you know, maybe your neighbor who owns guns, or maybe now it's your neighbor who won't wear a mask. Oh my gosh, what an evil human being you are if you don't wear a mask, you know, and they just create this division and this dissension and where we can't even speak to each other anymore. And we've got to fight that in every way we can. We've got to remember that we're human beings, flesh and blood. We have more in common than we will ever have not in common and really capitalize on those things because the, the news source people who are dollar driven and the politicians who are dollar driven, donation driven, it is in their benefit for us to not be able to speak to each other because sure. then we look to them <clears throat> right. to tell us, tell us media, who do I hate today? Tell us media, what am I supposed to think about what my neighbor's doing? And then the politician goes, don't like what your neighbor's doing? Donate to me and I will stop them, right? It's, it's, it's called, horrible. Don't like what your neighbor's doing? Call 1-800-I-don't-give-up. I mean, no, I didn't say no, that. No, how about I? you go and you talk to your neighbor right, right. and you learn more about them. Once you learn more about them, you might actually understand, oh, 
now I see why you do that. Or you might say, you know what? I don't do agree with you, but it doesn't really affect me. So you do you, I'll do me. Well, the what cool thing is, live? I don't know what my neighbor does and I don't care. What? I don't care what That's my neighbor okay does. okay to live that As way? long as he's not doing it outside in front of me, why would I care? And even if he is, if he's not harming did. you, right. your rights end where someone else's begin. Period. End right. of story. We need to start living that way again. And we also need Rights to wrap on. up. Rights on, brother. Rights hey, on. Hey, who was that unmasked man? That unmasked man? Oh. Remember the cartoon? Who was that masked man? Yeah. Now it's going to be, who was that unmasked man? Only yeah, call the snitch line. No, yeah. that's yeah. gross. Snitch. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's, that is not okay. No, it's not okay. All right. If it doesn't affect you, leave it alone. That's right. You know what, though? If you do, that is your decision. I don't have to respect it, but if you do, that is your decision. I, right? really, I, I, I can't tell them they can't call a snitch line. I'm just right, undoing what I their, just said. Well, no, but it affects you because they're going to snitch on you. Calling on, on me. They yeah. But you anyway. know what? I would like to thank uh, Ryan uh, Hartwig for coming to the show today mm -hmm. and being on because, again, we learn so much from all of our guests. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's neat to see that. He was on the inside of Facebook. So Ryan, thank you for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you to our awesome listeners who share this message and, and discuss it around uh, within their sphere of influence. And even if you are absolutely, if you've disagreed with every single thing we've said today, I love that. That's awesome. Right. Go ahead. And even disagree. if you're a snitch and you're not going to snitch no more. Yeah. I like what you did there. Um, because now you're thinking about it. You're engaging your brain. You, you have your own opinion and maybe you're going to research it a little more. That's beautiful. Do, do lots of that. Um, but we, we value your time. We value that you take the time to listen and to share the message with the people in your life. And until next time, what are we praying for, Dan? The snitches go away. <laughs> we're going to pray for our nation. Oh, and we're going to pray for our leaders. We are. Our representatives, our elected officials. We're praying for all of them. All of them, Dan. What are you pointing at me for? Even the ones you don't like. Which ones? You know, the ones, especially. The rulers. Especially the ones you don't like. The rulers. Be good to each other. Have a great week. You're going to say goodbye? I just did. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>